Welcome into the Liba Business Hour, sponsored by Nats to Tassily, highlighting local independent businesses in and around Lincoln on 937 The Ticket and TheTicketFM.com. Here's your host, Bud Seinhorst. Welcome to the Liba Business Hour. Thank you to our show sponsor, Nats to Tassily. Earn cash, build character, Nats Detasseling. Learn more about Nats at notafraidtosweat.com. Our first segment today is sponsored by Ustop. Earn points that spend like cash with the kickback card, which you can get snacks and even gas. Available at all 24 Ustop locations. Uh, you want to join the conversation today, you can call or text 402-464-5685. Listen on the 93.7 The Ticket app, theticketfm.com. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Allo, Channel 961. We have now hit statewide status, I think, right, Ben? Now that we've got Allo Channel 961, everybody in the state can hear the Leba Business Hour. So uh, we're going to kick off our first segment today. Uh, We've got Britt Fordham here. Britt is with State Distributing here in Lincoln. Uh, Welcome to the show, Britt. Well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate the invite. So this is going to be a fun way to start a Saturday morning. (laughs) <laughs> on the leave of business hour. Uh, so uh, I'll, I'll classify it, and it's probably underclassifying, but basically State Distributing is distributing beer. Yep, we're uh, we're a beer wholesaler. Beer wholesaler. So excellent. He did not bring a truck, just so you know. Um, there's not a truck sitting down here. <laughs> so uh, give us a little bit of history. Start off, just give us a little bit of history of uh, State Distributing. Well, State Distributing um, was started by my grandfather, um, he, uh, he was a retired uh, Air Force pilot. He's a test pilot. Um, and in the late 80s, he retired and moved. Uh, he re- was off at Offit and then um, retired here and uh, um, started a or purchased a beer distributor. It was an old Schlitz distributor and Stroh's and a couple other beers, if you remember. Wow, you are ones. hitting. You're hitting my generation That's now, right. Britt. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So um, back then, it was just a, <clears throat> just a couple of different brands that they had. And then. Um, over the years, uh, they were, requ- they acquired a couple other brands and whether it was old Milwaukee and old style and, uh, okay. So we've talked about Schlitz. We've talked about old Milwaukee. Oh yeah. Old style. Oh, like yeah. I probably tried to keep your grandfather in business when I was in college. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, you know, they, they hit all the good ones from the, from the old days. Uh, um, and then when Molson Coors went, uh, nation or sorry, when Coors went nationwide, um, in the. In the late '80s, um, we got the the Coors rights to sell. So um, then my dad came on the scene and been running the company since then. And now we're I'm getting involved. So you said your grandpa, your grandfather bought it when? Um, in the early '80s. In the early '80s. So you guys are 40 years. Yep, we're over you, we're over 40. Years. Over 40 years. That's awesome. Um, and and it's kind of cool to see you as a third generation uh, getting involved in the family business. It seems to be a theme lately. Uh, I don't know how, but we just keep adding people with those multi-generational uh, businesses, 40, 50, 60, 70, 100 sure. years, uh, that kind of thing. Cool. So let's start. And uh, well, next, let's talk about what brands. I mean, you obviously talked about the Coors brand, sure. and, which you still have, which cheers to the banquet beer, one of my favorite beers in the world. The old classic stubby bottle. Man, there is nothing better than a Coors Banquet beer. I'm just telling you right I now. I agree with you. When I went to the Coors distributor, they're like, what can I get you? And I'm like, that's what I want. And he's like, really? Not too many people pick that one. I'm like, that's okay. Yep. You could have two. I had two of those. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> so, what other brands do you carry? 
So we um, we sell beer from over 20 different suppliers. Um, we've got um, anything from the full Molson Coors family of brands. So, you know, that in, that includes the, obviously the Coors, Coors Light brands, but they, uh, they also produce Keystone, Blue Moon, um, Simply Spiked Lemonade, Topo Chico. Ooh, blue um, Moon. There you go. Uh, Hams, if you remember that one. So Hams is... From the land of sky blue water, baby. That's right. Sasha the Bear. Um, <laughs> Ben's looking at me like, oh my God, this guy knows his old old guy beers. <laughs> um, and Hams is actually doing really well now. So it's uh, it's, it's been, been on the comeback for... Uh, for a couple of years, so so I got to tell you a funny ham story. See, things get derailed here pretty quick on the leave of business hey, I love hour. It. But so last week I was at the grocery store, and um, I do all the grocery shopping in, in our family. And so I'm at the grocery store, and I'm I'm, I'm at Super Saver down on South Twenty Seven, the Pine Lake Road. Um, and I look up, and a guy's walking through the beer section. And he's carrying a six pack of hams, tall boys. And I'm like, holy crap, I didn't know they still had hams in the $3.99. $3.99 for a six pack <laughs> of tall boys. All you college students, there you go. Yeah. So, okay. Anyway, um, keep so, going with your brand. Yeah. So, uh, the Molson Coors family, you know, they also, um, uh, yes, Simply Spiked Lemonade, Topo Chico. They've got a new brand coming out called Happy Thursday. They'll be coming out in the next, uh, um, couple, couple weeks here. And, uh, then we do New Belgium. So if you're familiar with Fat Tire, uh, Voodoo Ranger brand family. I knew Fat Tire. I'm sure before it even people in Lincoln even knew what it yeah, that's was. That's right. It's one of the uh, one of the original craft beers. Yeah, it's, I tried to drink them dry of it in Estes Park one time when I was at a convention. How'd that work? Um, I was unsuccessful, <laughs> but I gave it a hell of an effort. <laughs> a for effort, man. Um, Boulevard out of Kansas City. So it's a kind of a regional product. Uh, everybody in Nebraska is familiar with boulevard but it's just interesting as you get further away people are like what's boulevard you know uh, another great beer another great beer and so they've uh they've done really well with their boulevard beers and they also have their their boulevard quirk which is their seltzer that does very well um we do uh guinness all the guinness brands um dos Equis, Tecate, um stiegel have you ever heard of stiegel before stiegel radler i have not uh it's just a it's a grapefruit it's a grapefruit beer it's a really it's very tasty. It's a lower it's a lower ABV, so there's not as much alcohol in there. So it's just really? a, it's a great summertime golf golf course drink. So would that kind of like okay? This is going to be a weird comparison, but kind of like along that Fresca type taste. I don't know if you ever yeah. had Fresca. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Um, it's just a mild grapefruit. Okay, um, but it's, it's got a little kick in there. Outstanding. So uh, we also have some locals that we uh, that we supply for. So we do Brickway at Omaha. We do Backswing here in Lincoln, and we also. Uh, um, our buddy Jim Ballard, uh, we do his, his ciders with James Arthur Vineyard. That's right, Jim. Jim got into the cider industry, didn't he? He sure did. So, okay, so I think back to when I was in college and those kind of things, and and it was just kind of your basic beer brands, right? Yep. So, many of which we've touched on. Um, I probably should have been a, become a stockholder in college. Now, <laughs> I, I probably could have owned a state distributor the right. way I did it in college. Uh, but talk about kind of the evolution of the industry and 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 those kind of things because it's not just beer anymore. Although you guys have all those different brands, which are awesome brands. I mean, there's not a bad one in there. But sure. talk about some of the other things that have evolved over the years in the industry for you. Sure. Well, it's really interesting is if you turn turn the clock back a little bit, there used to be a bunch of beer distributors. So the Guinness was a the Guinness guy was a distributor. The Coors guy was a distributor. The Schlitz guy was a distributor. The Bud guy, the Miller guy, the, you know, there was, there was 
dozens of them just in, yes. just in Lincoln. Yeah. Um, and some consolidation happened. So and now, all across the state, really. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were tons of them all over the state. Yep. You know, just thinking about, you know, from my experience today, if there was just one guy out there peddling Guinness, that's just crazy to me to, to, to imagine that it yeah. would be wrapped up into another house. Um, but, um, yeah, the way that the markets change has just been incredible, whether it was, uh, you know, the bit, the boom of the, you know, the light beer, you know, you think back to when Bud Light came out and, um, you know, then that took the world by storm and, you know, then everybody jumped on with some Miller Light and, you know, Coors Light. Came the silver out. bullet. The silver bullet, baby. See, uh, I, I know your brands. <laughs> that's right. So, um, then everything, the craft boom, you know, the craft beers, the local craft beers, it's all been crazy how that has, has that impacted, how that has impacted the market and then, you know, regional and, and national craft and stuff like, uh, New Belgium and Boulevard. Mm -hmm. Um, and then as of late, right, as you get into more recent history, you've got the, the big seltzer boom. So, you know, the White Claws and Trulies came out and kind of flipped the, flipped the industry on its head so a little bit. So I'm, I'm, I have not been as, what shall I say? I have not been as strong of a supporter of the seltzer boom as I have all the other booms sure. with the craft beers and all that kind of stuff. So talk a little bit about the seltzers because that's been kind of just the last, what, three, four, five years? Is that kind of where the boom yeah. of the seltzers really? Yep, yep. I'd say probably probably five, five years or so. Um, you know, a lot of those seltzers came out long time ago and they were in, you know, 12-ounce bottles. Um, and that's how they, that's the first time they, they made an appearance to the market. So they've been around for a while. Really? Um, it wasn't until they rebranded and put them in those 12 ounce slim cans is when it really caught fire and it caught, caught, uh, some of the, some of the younger legal drinking age consumers attention being in that slim can and, you know, got some social media presence. So the shift just kind of the, sh the product didn't necessarily change. It's nope. just the presentation, right? Yep. Correct. Wow. Which is really crazy when you think it's of it from the marketing aspect. Yeah. How, how that is, you know, and it could be a coincidence. See, too, when right? I was young, we loved the the bottle. Mm -hmm. Like it didn't matter if it was a long neck, if it was the stubby banquet beer bottles. Like we were all about the bottles, and sure. so if they'd have had those back then, they might have taken off that way. Yeah, so. yeah, and, and um, bottle consumption is is down significantly, and canned consumption is through the roof. So, you know, when is I, that across all brands? All brands. Yeah. Really? Why I do mean, you think you that get, is? You get some. Um, you get some love from like Course Banquet because that icon that iconic stubby bottle, uh, but for the most part, it didn't hurt that they drank uh, that on Yellowstone either. I'm pretty no, sure. No, yeah, they that, they had some that did not hurt they, the uh, they really had the branding some, at all. Yeah, they, they had some wonderful uh, marketing plays that they did. With they had some product placement in in Yellowstone, and actually the first season of Yellowstone is Budweiser. Really? Yep. And then wow. they, and they flipped it to and then they to decided banquet. to throw the banquet beer in. They sure did. Love it. And then they had some play with Cobra Kai. If I don't know if you watched that Netflix mm -hmm. series, but they had some good product placement in there and promo there. And, uh, did you ever watch winning time that the, the series about the, the Lakers? No, I didn't. Um, they're, they were the, in, there, in too. there too. Wow. So pretty cool. Well, there's some cool product placement ideas and ways to market. So what do you think has been the shift from the bottle to the, the can? What do, I think it's, uh, what do you attribute that to? I think it's, uh, it's, versatility i think you can take a can anywhere right because you know you can't have you can't have bottles at the pool you can't have you're not supposed to have bottles at the lake all that good stuff you know whether you're on the mountain or you're at the lake or you're camping or whatever i think it's just easier to transport cans and then 
Um, I, I do think there's also, uh, from a sustainability level, uh, cans are just more eco-friendly. Easier to recycle the easier cans recycle, versus all yeah. the bottles. Yeah, and all yeah, easier to transport. They're lighter, um, you know, and they're, they cost less. And yeah. all just That's funny um, that you talk about bottles and transport and venues uh, going away from bottles to cans. So um, I was listening to the New Heights podcast with Travis and Jason Kelsey yesterday. Yeah, sure. I was driving to Omaha, and I probably sh- shouldn't have been listening to that because I laughed the whole time. <laughs> but they were talking about um, a Cleveland Browns game in, like, 2012 where they were playing, like, Jacksonville. And there's apparently a bad call, and all the fans started throwing their beer bottles, bottles onto the field, and there went away bottles yeah. at uh, yeah, at Municipal Stadium in Cleveland. Yeah, I suppose you can tack on that a can would hurt worse. Yeah, well, <laughs> or I hurt mean, less. Sorry. Well, unless it's full and you know it becomes a, a huge projectile or yeah. something. So anyway, kind of funny. Um, so you you've talked about kind of the the evolution of seltzer and all those other kind of things. What do you see kind of coming forward? Like, what what do you see like crystal ball five ten years down the road? Sure, what do you see as sure? A- well, that's the million dollar question, of course, but. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, the, the amount of new products that come out every year now, or is just gone exponentially. It's just through the roof. Um, you know, where, whereas we used to launch, you know, a couple new products and, you know, usually Q1 of, of the new year to kind of set the, you know, set the bar for the rest of the year. Now it's dozens and you know, we have dozens, really? dozens of new products from all of, all of our. So, stars. are there any new products out this year, twenty twenty four, real early on? Um, yeah, there's some that are out now. Um, we've just uh, we've just launched Boulevard's new line of uh, their flavored malt beverages. So, think along the lines of uh, um, of like a, a Jack Daniel's Country Cocktails or a uh, you know a Mike's Hard Lemonade or something like that. Uh, really? But it's a uh, it's called a flavored malt beverage. Is what the what it what it's classified. So, what kind of things do they have there, and what's the so name of it? They're called Corktails. Cork tails. Yep. Quirk, Quirk. Q U I R K. Quirk tails. Yep. Very good. And so it's a, it's a line extension of their hard seltzer. So, um, their, their regular hard seltzer line quirk is, you know, it's a lower calorie, um, um, uh, actual seltzer. And then these quirk tails are full flavor, um, 12 ounce bottles actually. So funny that we're just wow, going back to cans, bottles, right? They're going back cans, to bottles. bottles to cans, yeah. to bottles. It's... So, uh, we'll be launching that actually on, on Monday. So, Really, just showed up on showed up yesterday. Excellent. So you'll be stocking shelves on Monday, and that's right, that's right. Getting that out there, that's pretty amazing. So I've got I, I got to share a funny Coors story with you. So, um, when I was in college, or I wasn't in college. I worked at the University of Nebraska in the athletic development office, and we got hooked up with some of the Coors guys in Nebraska, and they would sponsor our tailgates that we did before Husker football games because we did tailgates at all the away games for donors and fans and stuff like that. Did you and, work with John on this? Uh, John was involved a little bit, and I'm okay. going to go to the Wayback Machine. Larry Hanneborg out in North oh, Platte sure. was involved in this. Yeah. I don't know if you know Larry. I know Tad. Yeah, but they used to, um, like, we might take it, grab it here and take it with us, or we might, you know, pick it up or mm-hmm. something at a district. Like, if when we went to Oklahoma, they just, they're like, hey, go to this distributor. Here's what you need to give them. And, you know, I mean, it's kind of weird. You show up and like, hey, I'm here to pick up 50 cases of beer. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> and, and the problem was then after the games, if we didn't go through all the beer, it came back with us. Cause you don't like just go like, it's not like a library book. You go check it out. Yeah. Then here's what we didn't use. Yeah, your right? unused product. So, your return. 
So <laughs> we, I mean, and we had like one year we had like six or seven away games. It was just crazy. And like, if the weather sucks, people aren't showing up at a tailgate, right? Sure. And all that kind of stuff. So um, we go down to Oklahoma mm-hmm. and the guy, and it was usually, it was like 30 or 35 cases of bullets and 15 or 20 of the banquet beer. And that's all the beer we had. I mean, 50 cases of beer yeah. <laughs> for every tailgate. So um, we go, and a friend of mine was going down with us to Oklahoma, and he had I had a pickup truck, and he had an enclosed vehicle. We picked it up on Friday. And so we put most of it in the back of his like expedition or whatever it was. And the guy's like, hey, do you guys need a receipt for that? I'm like, nah, we're good. My buddy's like, no, I think we better get a receipt. <laughs> anyway, so we bring it all back. But throughout the season, like we had all this extra beer and I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm, I'm like giving away beer to staff and friends and all this kind of stuff. But we would get back to town and I would go to my, our house, my roommates and I, and I would, I would just put it in the garage. And there was a point where we couldn't park a car in the garage because we had, had so, much so much beer sitting along the wall. So I was very popular because I always showed up with beer. Yeah. So um, it was kind of fun. I got stopped one time coming back from Kansas and the officer comes up. It's late at night. You know how the, the speed limit changes right as you cross the border? Mm-hmm. So I think it's like 70 or something. Um, we came across the border, got stopped. I'm like, uh, I've got a bunch of stuff. Here's why. Ugh, whatever. So. Um, well, Britt, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, how can people, you know, where can they get your product and, and all of that? Just any of your local stores, yeah, you sure. see any of those brands, Yep, absolutely. Uh, check no, it out. Yep. Any, any local retailer that, um, uh, you know, that you can go buy your, your favorite alcohol beverages at and, uh, stop by and support, support state distributing company. Excellent. We appreciate it. Britt support state distributing all their brands. Uh, across all spectrums. Uh, We'll be back after this on the Leave a Business Hour.